We all have busy lives these days, and we don't want to waste a day recovering after a night out. That's why Zbiotics is the answer we've all been looking for. Their probiotic was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Pre-alcohol produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. This is a proactive solution that wards off feeling miserable the next day instead of a reactive approach like drinking electrolytes or eating greasy food. Enhance your mornings with Zbiotics. Go to zbiotics.com/cbs to get 15% off your first order when you use code CBS at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with a 100% money back guarantee. So, if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to head to zbiotics.com/cbs and use the code CBS at checkout for 15% off. Thank you Zbiotics for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Breaking news tonight, Harvey Weinstein guilty of rape. The movie mogul who set off the Me Too movement, convicted on two counts of sexually assaulting women, handcuffed and taken to jail. What his victims are saying tonight. More breaking news tonight, stock market meltdown. The Dow plummets, wiping out all of 2020's gains. The fear now infecting the financial markets as cases of the coronavirus in the U.S. and overseas skyrocket. Showdown in South Carolina on the eve of our CBS News Democratic debate, our exclusive new poll. The new frontrunner in the Palmetto State and what Bernie Sanders just said about a dictator that has members of his own party nervous. It's unfair to simply say everything is bad. To a legend, the star-studded memorial to basketball great Kobe Bryant, the tributes and tears as celebrities and Bryant's wife honor Kobe and his daughter. You take care of our Gigi. Empire star in court, actor Jussie Smollett mobbed at a Chicago courthouse as he faces new charges of staging a racist attack on himself, what he's now saying to a judge. Road to recovery. After that dramatic crash at the Daytona 500, NASCAR driver Ryan Newman speaking out. The injury he's still suffering, and will he race again? And remembering a pioneer. She got Americans to the moon with nothing more than a pencil and her mind. Tonight, we pay tribute to one of the space program's real-life hidden figures. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting tonight from Charleston, South Carolina. Good evening, and thank you so much for joining us. We are in Charleston ahead of tomorrow's pivotal Democratic debate. We've got some big news on that in just a moment. But we want to begin tonight with this breaking news. Harvey Weinstein, the movie mogul behind some of Hollywood's biggest hits, is behind bars tonight. He was convicted by a New York jury today of rape and committing a criminal sexual act after a month-long trial featuring testimony from multiple women who said he assaulted them. While he was acquitted of three other charges, the 67-year-old could still face decades in prison. Today's verdict was the end of a stunning fall from grace for one of mo the movie industry's most powerful men. And it represents a milestone in the Me Too movement. Jerika Duncan leads off our coverage tonight. The man once referred to as a god in Hollywood is now a convicted rapist. After five days of deliberations, the jury found Harvey Weinstein guilty of a criminal sexual act and third-degree rape 
which could bring a maximum sentence of 29 years. These survivors weren't just brave, they were heroic. Manhattan District Attorney Cy Vance did not get a conviction on the most serious charge, predatory sexual assault, which carried up to a life sentence. Well, I'm certainly not dissatisfied by the verdict. I think this was a very difficult case that uh, really moved our understanding of what sexual assault is. The 67-year-old Weinstein was led away in handcuffs after the verdict was read. Was he upset? I mean, he's been fighting this case for two years. I mean, I think you come to some realization that something like this could happen. I think he understood that it was a possibility. CBS News legal analyst Ricky Kleeman says even the minimum sentence could be hard on Weinstein. Five years for Harvey Weinstein at this stage is certainly going to be a difficult time for him. And I'd expect the judge to be more harsh than five years. During the month-long trial, jurors heard from six women who described in detail how Weinstein allegedly sexually abused them. The case centered around two women, former production assistant Mimi Haley, who says Weinstein forced oral sex on her in 2006, and aspiring actress Jessica Mann, who testified that Weinstein raped her in 2013. More than 80 women have accused the movie mogul of sexual abuse, harassment, and threats. Among them, model Amber Gutierrez, who was outside the courthouse today. It means, it means a lot. It's, it's, it's a start. That sentiment was echoed on a conference call with actress Rose McGowan. Today is not a referendum on Me Too. This is taking out the trash. Former Sopranos actress Annabella Shior, who testified at the trial, said in a statement today that she has no regrets breaking her silence and saying, quote, in speaking truth to power, we pave the way for a more just culture. Now, shortly after the verdict was read, Harvey Weinstein was taken away in an ambulance to jail. Nora, that is where he will spend time until his sentencing, which is on March 11th. All right, Jerika, thank you. Coronavirus fears wiped out all of this year's stock market gains. The Dow lost more than 1,000 points today. That's more than 3.5%. The NASDAQ and S&P 500 also tanked. The number of cases here in the U.S. shot up to 53 over the weekend as dozens of sick passengers returned from that cruise ship in Japan. The deadly virus is exploding outside China, and as Mark Phillips reports, the global economy is starting to gasp and wheeze. The coronavirus is not just affecting the health of people, it's hitting the health of the economy. The New York stock market wiped out all its gains of this year. If you're a trader, you need to be nimble. If you're a long-term investor, just don't look at your portfolio. The virus's effects have hit Europe. This is normally carnival time in Venice, but the party's over. And the masks have changed. As the corona cluster hit northern Italy, the carnival has been canceled and the tourists are getting out of town. Police roadblocks have been set up isolating two areas near Venice and Milan where the number of cases has risen above 200, by far the biggest outbreak in Europe. Around 50,000 people are being contained in the red zones. The virus has a firmer foothold in the Far East. In Daegu, Korea, the number of cases quadrupled over the weekend. 
a worry for its 2.5 million residents and for the 2,500 U.S. servicemen stationed there. Our population is not vulnerable. Still, though, I, you know, I, we're, we're all nervous about it. They're nervous, too, in Costa Mesa, California, where the city is trying to get a restraining order against plans to house up to 50 people who have tested positive for the virus in a local hospital. We are not going to continue to be the place where everybody drops off their crises. With a cluster of more than 200 cases now here in Italy, there's plenty of nervousness to go around. And Italian health authorities in order to say the next few days will be critical to see whether they've contained it. All right, Mark, thank you. We turn now to the 2020 campaign. Our new CBS News Battleground poll has Joe Biden leading the pack here in South Carolina ahead of Saturday's primary. But Bernie Sanders is closing in fast, and his convincing win in the Nevada caucus over the weekend, along with a new defense of a notorious dictator, has some Democrats growing desperate to find a way to stop him. And it may happen at tomorrow night's debate. Here's Ed O'Keefe. <laughs> Bernie Sanders has the lead in total votes and delegates, but it's comments he made Sunday night on 60 Minutes that are causing fresh panic for some Democrats. Sanders was asked to explain past support for the policies of Cuban dictator Fidel Castro. We're very opposed to the authoritarian nature of Cuba. But, you know, you got, it's unfair to simply say everything is bad. You know, when Fidel Castro came into office, you know what he did? He had a massive literacy program. Is that a bad thing? even though Fidel Castro did it. There's a lot of dissidents imprisoned in, in Cuba. That's right, and we condemn that. His response infuriated Democratic lawmakers from South Florida, a key swing state where public support for the Castro regime is a non-starter. He made more than a mistake. It's what he believes, and it's unacceptable to our community. The blowback is emblematic of broader uncertainty about how nominating a self-described Democratic Socialist could impact Democrats' chances in the general election. Sanders continues to outline proposals for expansive new government programs. Today, his campaign unveiled a universal child care policy with a $1.5 trillion price tag over 10 years. But he has struggled to explain how he would pay for his ideas. We have done our best on issue after issue uh, in paying for them. Polls show Joe Biden leads in South Carolina and may be the only candidate who can slow Sanders' momentum. CBS News has learned influential South Carolina Congressman Jim Clyburn is expected to endorse Biden later this week. I think we're going to do fine. Do you okay. think Bernie Sanders is right, the front guys, runner in this race right now? I'm not going to get, look, you all can, the, the answer is in the I'm going to do well here. And Ed joins us here outside the debate hall, where I understand that Mayor Bloomberg plans to take the gloves off against Bernie Sanders. What's his strategy? Yeah, he released a new attack ad today calling out the senator's past support for less restrictive gun policy and calling him an ally of the NRA. The senator's views have changed, changed, and he points out he's a senator from a rural state with gun culture, but the mayor is urging other Democrats to keep the focus tomorrow night on the senator instead of him. We'll see if it happens. Wow. It's going to be a pivotal debate. Sure Excited will. to be there. All right. Thank you, Ed. And remember, Gail King and I will moderate that Democratic presidential debate right here in Charleston. That's at 8 Eastern. And you can submit questions for the candidates on Twitter by using the hashtag DemDebate. President Trump once named a casino after the Taj Mahal. Well, today, the president and first lady had a chance to visit the real one while on a trip to India. 
Earlier, the president appeared with India's prime minister and addressed a crowd of more than 100,000 at what was called a Namaste Trump rally. While there, the president announced a $3 billion deal to sell India military helicopters. Kobe Bryant's widow, Vanessa, filed a wrongful death suit today against the company that operated the helicopter in that crash that killed her husband and daughter, Gianna, and seven others. Vanessa Bryant also took center stage today at what was called a Celebration of Life Memorial at the Staples Center. Dana Jacobson was there for the emotional outpouring. In the house that Kobe built, the city that loved him like no other paid tribute to Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna. Family, basketball legends, and the city's biggest stars united in a celebration of life. Family friend and music icon Beyonce set the tone. Vanessa Bryant showed strength, speaking publicly for the first time since her husband, 13-year-old daughter, and seven others died in a helicopter crash last month. She fought back tears in talking about her Gigi. I'll never get to see my baby girl walk down the aisle, have a father-daughter dance with her daddy, dance on the dance floor with me or have babies of her own. And spoke of the man only her family knew. He was a doting father, a father that was hands-on and present. Babe, you take care of our Gigi. Kobe's was my dear friend. He was like a little brother. Overcome with emotion, Michael Jordan recalled their friendship that began when Kobe Bryant entered the NBA at 17 years old. Everyone always wanted to talk about the comparisons between he and I. I just wanted to talk about Kobe. When Kobe Bryant died, a piece of me died. And then there was Bryant's Laker teammate, Shaquille O'Neal. I'll be sure to teach Natalia, Bianca, and Baby Capri all your moves, and I promise I will not teach them my free throw techniques. <laughs> Kobe, your heaven's MVP. I love you, my man, till we meet again. Rest in peace, Kobe. There were 20,000 inside for the memorial, but it felt intimate. When Vanessa Bryant and her family walked in, the place erupted, but not with the cheers that we're used to. As former Laker John Sally told us, it was an overflow of human emotion, Nora. He said it was like the crowd was giving the family a hug. Dana, thank you. Tonight, actor Jesse Smollett is again on the defense, fighting off six new charges that he lied to police and staged a bogus attack that got him kicked off the TV show Empire. Dean Reynolds has more tonight from Chicago. How do you feel about these new charges? Smollett's plea of not guilty came almost a year after he was originally booked for fabricating the story of an attack on him by homophobic Trump supporters. Those original charges were abruptly dropped without much of a reason, and a judge appointed a special prosecutor to take another look. Through it all, Smollett has insisted he was a victim, and his lawyers have accused brothers Abel and Ola Osandiro of beating him up on that sub-zero January night last year. The brothers admit involvement, but only in a patty-cake publicity stunt concocted by Smollett, which police say was done to get the actor a raise. They have been truthful since day one. The former Empire star's lawyer, Tina Glandian, wants the case dismissed. He's obviously frustrated to be dragged through this process again. but he As are many in Chicago, but who, like Mayor Lori Lightfoot, believe Jussie Smollett should be punished. What do we want? 
Dean Reynolds, CBS News, Chicago. We've been speaking with a lot of voters here in South Carolina about which issues they want the candidates to talk about. And our CBS News battleground tracker, 42% said health care. It was number one by far. In many South Carolina counties, hospitals are few and far between. So a doctor found a way to take her services to the community. Nicole Killian continues our series, Every State Has a Story. Allendale sits on the edge of South Carolina's low country. It's one of the smallest and poorest counties in the state. The purpose of the mobile unit is to provide for uninsured and underinsured. Which is why Dr. Yolanda Gibbs thought it was the perfect place to launch Palmetto Palace. The mobile health unit offers everything from preventive health screenings to dental care at no cost. If you no longer have your local hospital, that means that you're going to have to travel to another town. This unit is able to drive into these communities to provide this service. Lisa Fernandez and her father Samuel got their teeth cleaned for the first time in years. It's the money situation. Going to a dentist is a luxury, you know? What do you think about that when you hear your dad say going to the dentist is a luxury? It's, it's really sad, and I hope the right people are listening. More than 100,000 people fall into the so-called coverage gap in South Carolina, one of several states that did not expand Medicaid under the Affordable Care Act. With the Democratic field divided over government-run proposals like Medicare for All, Dr. Gibbs is tempering her expectations. I don't know if I'm looking for anything from them, to be honest. Dr. Gibbs told me she isn't sure any of the candidates' plans can actually fix the current health care system, and she really believes that providers have to be part of the solution, and she seems to be doing her part because she already has a wait list of more than 100 applicants. Nora? Interesting to hear voters describing it as a luxury. Nicole, thank you. And welcome back. Your smart speaker may be listening in more than you think. Researchers at Northeastern University put Siri, Alexa, and several other systems to the test, exposing the devices to 125 hours of Netflix shows. Random words activated the speakers to listen in up to 19 times a day for as long as 43 seconds. NASCAR driver Ryan Newman was revealed that he has suffered a brain injury in that horrific crash last week at the Daytona 500. In a statement, Newman says he was lucky to escape with no broken bones or internal organ damage. He says he's looking forward to getting behind the wheel again, but there's no timetable for his return to racing. Katherine Johnson died this morning at 101 years old. And while she was indispensable to the U.S. space program, until just a few years ago, her contributions were invisible to most. Here's Jan Crawford. We have a liftoff. In the race to put a man on the moon, there was a woman whose mathematical genius made the difference. I counted everything. I counted the dishes when I washed them. Katherine Johnson broke barriers. At NASA, she calculated the trajectory of Alan Shepard's space flight. Her projections helped the Apollo mission land on the moon. 
for re-entry. As recounted in the movie Hidden Figures, which told the story of Johnson and other pioneering African-American women at NASA, astronaut John Glenn would fly only after she verified the numbers. If she says they're good, I'm ready to go. At a time when only 2% of African-American women had college degrees, Johnson graduated at 18 in the Jim Crow segregated South. There are no colored bathrooms in this building. In 2015, President Obama awarded her the Presidential Medal of Freedom. She told us on her 98th birthday, her father's motto always guided her. You're as good as anybody here. And you took that to heart. Yeah, and you're no worse. You're no better. Katherine Johnson made America better. Jan Crawford, CBS News, Washington. An American hero whose legacy will not be forgotten. So much more ahead as on tomorrow's CBS Evening News, we're going to preview the Democratic debate here in Charleston. And can't wait to introduce you to a coffee shop owner who makes a point of hiring workers whose skills are often overlooked by others. And if you can't watch live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.